Hi, my name is Bree. And I'm Cassie. Welcome to Hot Mess Mom, a show dedicated to breaking down the traditional motherhood stereotypes. Welcome back to Hot Mess Mom. I'm Cassie. And I'm Bree. How are you? Doing well. Um, thank you guys for joining us again. I just wanted to give you guys a quick recap of how my week has been going. Uh, I think since we've actually been recording, um, yeah, I don't think anything has really changed. I mean, so far we had our whole Savage 2018 um, goals, and I think I've been steadfast on that. What um, were your goals? Remind us. Um, let me see. Just being savage about everything. <laughs> I mean, more so just taking stance on how I feel, stop kind of coddling my feelings and, you know, putting everybody first, kind of just, you know, standing my ground on everything, but the, whether it's like relationships, friendships, work, um, just kind of just, you know, grabbing the world by the balls. <laughs> awesome. So like, tell us of a time where you maybe had to like hesitate about like, oh, I'm not going to say anything, but then you were like, no, F it. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Oh man! So let me. So remember, I told you guys how I got rid of all my hoes. Yes. <laughs> okay. So, like I said, I got rid of all my hoes. Got some new hoes already, which is really fast. It's only eight days in. Um. <laughs> so um. Well, so I'm in the dating position. I'm single, talking to other people, and um, this guy was interested in me. And I was like, okay, cool. And we talked, nothing serious. And I guess this other guy, who was his acquaintance, wanted to share some interest in me as well. Now, I made sure they were not the homies. And I was very, they were very clear that they were not friends. And I was like, okay, cool. I guess you can spend some, I guess spare some of my time. And um, I found out that one of the guys has a girlfriend. I was, so I was like, I didn't really take him too serious. We just kind of talked and did some flirting that's about it and then i guess these two guys decided to share their information via text message oh my god my life is so freaking like like a soap opera anyways definitely sounds like a soap opera right now (laughs) (laughs) right so they decided to share text messages with each other i'm assuming they were all inebriated and um i got a nasty text probably at like something in the morning talking about we need to talk I didn't know he was like super interested because you know I'm so I'm so new to the dating game and I'm just so used to you know guys kind of playing the game and I don't know when you're really interested until like you make it clear I'm a kind of face value person so you really have to be like I want to date you this is what we're gonna do not like oh I'm interested being interested can mean a lot of different things so that being said I got a really nasty text, a nasty text message, got my number blocked, probably deleted, and um, so yeah, they weren't homies, <laughs> but still, um, so I mean, I literally had to be like, I owned up to my shit, I was like, yes, I didn't see a problem with it, I told him straight up, I was single, I'm talking to people, I'm not taking anybody serious until like, you know, I feel like it's the right time to be serious with somebody and they make it clear. So yeah, that's kind of where I went. <laughs> so, cause clearly I'm out of the dating loop or something, but these guys are close enough to where they share phone numbers, but to you, that's not the homies. That's, that's like what they airy, said. That actually makes my skin crawl a little bit. Cause when I think about it on like the female side of it, I'm like, I definitely know of, a particular instance where I was literally hanging out around this female like she had my number we were in the same home together eating dinner and lunch or whatever and then like she knowingly was texting the same guy that I was at the time texting and talking to and I'm just like this is years ago obviously but she knew I didn't but I'm like seriously like how how's that gonna work if we're all out at the same place I don't know. I'm the outsider. I had no, like, I made sure, look, I covered my bases. I was like, you guys are homies. You're not friends. Great. I'm not crossing any laws. 
Oh, wow. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> That's over I with. I was going to say, this is sounding less and less savage and more of a hot mess. <laughs> it's both. And honestly, I was feeling really terrible when it initially happened. And now I just, I, I, it's not like I don't care. It's like, shit happens. And I know that I tried not to cross any lines. And people get their feelings hurt. So it is what it is now. Anyways. Have I had to have any moments where, you know what, I don't think I've had any moments yet where I've had to, like, be like, you know what, I'm being savage. I've had more moments where I've reflected. Okay, okay, it'll get there, mm-hmm. but remember the goal, remember goal. Um, so, to recap on last week, we definitely talked about the elephant in the room, about sexual harassment, and oh my god, did it come at the perfect time i'm so glad we recorded that prior to the golden globes i know everybody has watched it if you have not watched it it is definitely streaming on your instagram oprah's speech was breathtaking and i was listening to her i was like oh my god oprah for president for real for real um she covered like women empowerment to like it was so inspirational that it's just non-stop i know everybody's been looking at um the hashtag times up and I kind of wanted to read a couple of um just a couple of posts that I saw that like really meant a lot to me and when they were um which I want to get a shirt too that times up shirt is pretty dope but um they were saying that times up on silence times up on waiting times up on tolerating discrimination harassment and abuse pound times up so that's totally about women in the workforce in anywhere like it's it's i know we've been having a lot of like black movements but it's time for that gender shift as well because still to this day we're still getting paid less than men even if it's, if it's by the sense it still makes a difference even if we are qualified or overly qualified so i think that was so great for that you know quote to happen um also one of the resonating quotes that Oprah stated in her speech was that what I know for sure that speaking your truth is the most powerful tool we have. Like that was so dope because it definitely brought us back to what we were talking about last week on speaking up and speaking out and just letting everybody else know that um, our experiences, even though that we are on a hush and we are on silence, it is shared. So it is okay to like, have your experiences and move forward with them and not to be scared anymore like that was super super dope for me um i also know that we did post a couple of um stuff on our instagram page that definitely caused some not gave us some reaction from other people so i think one of the posts that i had put on there that we didn't discuss in our episode was is marriage considered consent and i kind of want to ask you brie before i talk about no. what okay absolutely <laughs> not okay period uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's fine because a lot of people had a question on it and they didn't they didn't understand where i was coming from and i know some people would question on it too because you're married to this person it's not and- even marriage it's dating dating marriage if you're in a relationship with someone if you've had sex with them before marriage is probably the confusing part of it it's if you've entered into a a sexual encounter with someone with consent before does that automatically give them consent the second and the third and the fourth and the 101st time and the answer is no and, and I completely agree. I think it was confusing, too, because marriage is literally you're signing what's mine is yours, what's yours is mine. So is that consent? And a lot of people would, would argue that, you know, yeah, it is. I mean, your duty as a wife to me is to, you know, provide me with the things that I need. I, mean, and I'm I actually like, beg to differ, cause, and, that's the, and that's the thing, too, I think with marriage marriage as a whole is just so confusing right now because people are just defining it however they want to i don't see marriage as a document saying what's mine is yours and what's yours is mine there are married couples who keep their finances separately so you mean to tell me that that can exist in the marriage and it still be defined as a marriage but my body isn't 
That is a segue into our into our actual episode today. But before we get there, um, I do want to just note or just shout out some people who actually responded to that question. Um, sorry if I butcher names, but Am Pop Culture Three um, responded that to is marriage consent. Well, in that case, just because we are married doesn't mean you can just take it. And <laughs> someone else, let's see, Wary Rossi. sorry. Um, okay, so definitely no, just because you're married to somebody doesn't mean they own you and that you have to have sex at their will. Right. So I guess we're kind of all in consensus, but I would love again, to hear more responses because I'm pretty sure there's someone out there that would feel the opposite. Okay, so speaking about relationships this week, we are discussing marriage and everything that we'll encounter before we say I do. The first question that I actually have is that, let me see here, is there an age range where you feel that you will be ready to get married? I don't think so. I don't think it has to do with age. Okay. Okay. Wait. Well, let me let me do this. So you said there is there an age range where we feel that we'll be ready to get married? Like, do you like? Are you asking if there's a certain age where we're like, okay, clock is ticking, like it needs to happen, or do you think like, okay, I can't get married until X age? Because if it's the second one, then I don't feel like there's an age where I'll be like, oh, you know what? At this age, yes, I'll be right. But I do feel like there's an age to where you're like, who? Nobody proposed yet. <laughs> like, uh, I feel like that will happen for sure. Yeah, it can take place on on both ends as well. Yeah, so um, I think I, that... I know. Sorry, go ahead. Oh no, no, no go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I know a lot of people I went to high school with. Just <laughs> sorry, got out of high school and they got married. And I mean, some could be based on religion, but they were married at like eighteen, nineteen years old. So it was kind of like. Okay, so did you feel that as in your later teenage years that you were ready to be married? I mean, obviously, I don't know the answer to that. It's just a question that I'm putting out there in the air. But um, I don't think for me in that aspect, there's like an age. But I definitely agree with you where I think maybe if I hit like 33, I'm going to start thinking okay well i'm in my 30s i'm about to hit my mid 30s and i'm not even in a relationship so when am i supposed to get married i feel like that age will come for me like 40 and above you think so mm-hmm. yeah do you think men have like a time clock as well do they feel like they have to be yes. like like they have that okay i'm now x age and i should start settling down like, they kind of get it all out of their system. And once it's all out of their system, then they're like, dang, okay, I'm, I'm at that age. I'm at that career level. I kind of have my fun. All right, now, let me see what's out there. I want to start tying one, tying one down. I think women should do the same. Get it all out and then do the same. I think by then, you guys should meet up at the same age range. <laughs> if I'm not married, like, in, at the age of 40, I'm sweating. Oh, I don't even want to think about it. But you know there's old love, though. There is old love. I'm just saying, for me personally, I feel like I just know myself. I think that if I'm at the age of 40 years old and I'm not married, bells are going to be going off. Like, ding, 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 ding. Like, um, there's something going off here. There's something going wrong. Because there is a lot of time between now and 40 for me to find a relationship and, like, you know, potentially find the one I want to be with, even if I'm not actually married, but I'm in a relationship at least where there's potential there and we're growing together. 40 is like, that's that age to me. Like, it's time. <laughs> it's time. Okay. Let me see here. Premarital counseling. Yes? No? Why? Yes, of course. 
I mean, some people don't believe in premarital counseling. Who, who doesn't believe in premarital counseling? Sometimes they feel like there's nothing wrong. My thing is, like, okay, even if there isn't anything wrong, there doesn't necessarily have to be something wrong for you to do counseling. Because people always think that there has to be something mentally off, emotionally, um, you know, wired incorrectly. I don't think that necessarily has to be the case at all times. But there could be things like, there could be things as simple as, Oh, well, you know, I never thought about the fact that when I have a child, I absolutely want my child to go to private school. I do not want my child in the public school system. And the, you know, wife or, wife or husband. And the other person could be like, well, I really don't care. And I think the public school system is fine where we live. And the additional cost really isn't necessary. Is there something wrong there between them and their relationship? No. But there's questions that could arise that you never even think of asking yourself or your significant other. Something as detailed as where the kid's going to go to school, public or private. It can go from that to a range of other different things. And I feel like premarital counseling may or may not touch on those things. Have you guys talked about this? Oh, wow, I never thought about that. It's not something wrong. It's just expanding the mind of the relationship to make sure you guys are on the same page with different topics. And then, well, tell me if you feel this way about school and he feels that way, where are you guys going to compromise? And that's a communication key that they can have in premarital counseling to go into their marriage with that they may not have had that tool before. Yeah, I mean, I completely agree. Um, uh, but I know there's others that have that if it ain't broke, don't fix it kind of mindset. But I think premarital counseling is an absolutely great way to get perspective because like you said, a lot of people who do get married at a younger age don't think in that detailed and they actually have to go through it. And from then on, you know, you either get some problems or you actually have to go through counseling while you're married. But But premarital counseling helps. That's why I feel like counseling in itself has such a huge misconception of negativity and something being wrong when there ne- there may not necessarily be anything wrong. Mm-mm, just gets you prepared. That's all. Absolutely. Good. So, Cassie, I'm going to ask you a question. What makes yeah. you wifey material? What you <laughs> Me? Well, I honestly want to say maybe like four years ago I could answer this and it would be all like shallow like stuff that's not really relevant kind of answers like yeah oh I cook I clean I can keep the house down I can please my baby like that's whack stuff now that I've been married been divorced and you know kind of my age kind of shifted it's um it's different. It's more like I'm able to understand my partner in a way that he can't probably um, he can't probably voice to me, but I'll be able to understand him and what he needs. I'll be able to um, compromise because I damn sure couldn't compromise prior before. Everything had to be my way or the highway. Um, that's the type of sacrifice. Like, I think for me now, being wifey material is, and I don't want you guys to take it as a negative thing, is finding a way to sacrifice and compromise and work together. I think it kind of runs in a circle. So, like, just being able to be aware of that person in your life and that it's not only you and just kind of just mesh everything together. And that's very hard when you're, living single you have your own finances you have your own place you have your own stuff like even the minuscule thing about living with somebody what like the smallest pet peeves that you have may become like the biggest issues so I believe like you know as a wife and or as a partner companion you know you being married together is being able to figure out how to make it work and how to mesh everything without losing your identity because you still were a person prior to who you're married to. That's like literally, I don't really think 
that I need to say anything because that's exactly what I was going to say. But the only difference is I kind of always had that in my relationships versus being like, oh, I want everything my way. Um, but I think that one thing I would change just like slightly if it was if it were my response is just it's not really a changing what you said, but just an addendum saying that just to make sure that when you are compromising, you aren't losing yourself in the process, because that's been my experience where I'm always so willing to bend and mold to make the relationship fit that I kind of end up being that one in the relationship that just is doing for the other person and they become more dominant in the relationship and I come I become um you know whatever the other word is to dominant that I can't think of at the second submissive (laughs) Submissive. so um I that's the only thing that I would add on to that and I would I was gonna lead with saying that uh, maintaining your individuality is so key and I think that's what makes me wifey material too because I know that going into a relationship, I do not want to become so intertwined with the person that I'm dating that I lose my identity, not just in saying, okay, well, I'm going to bend for you and now I'm just kind of at your your beck and call, but I mean on the spiritual level as well. And the reason why I would say that that makes me great wifey material is because if I have that solid foundation that I'm constantly returning to and I know that at the end of the day between myself and my partner that that foundation needs to be above you and you the partner then I'm and I'm constantly returning to that in some way or another that's going to transcend to my partner as well and I think that that just in itself is going to make us a great couple so I would say that anyone out there looking for someone to be their wife they want to make sure that she has that do you have your wedding planned out? Well, I know for sure that at my wedding, there's going to be a ridiculous amount of beautiful flowers everywhere. I know that I want to wear a specific type of dress to where it's like the right amount of sexy, the right amount of classy. But like further than that, no, I don't have my wedding planned out. But I remember back in the day, Cassie, where Pinterest was literally like, we could have potentially had our weddings planned out from Pinterest. It was kind of crazy. I absolutely agree. Um, I used to have my wedding planned out. I actually had several different types of weddings. Um, I would actually have to say the first wedding that I ever wanted. I don't know if anybody saw Celine Dion's last marriage. I think it's her last marriage. (laughs) But she had this whole winter wonderland. Everything was white crystals. And I was like, I want that wedding. So that was my first dream wedding. Um, let me see here. My second dream wedding was literally what I was planning. Um, we did get married at a courthouse and, um, we were in the process of planning our wedding and, um, it was gorgeous. It was uh, like, I'm not a big flower person because I don't want to spend the money on it. Cause, um, I, I just, I just don't, I'm frugal like that. So I was going to have my wedding actually in the actual garden. So that way the flowers are already there Woohoo! and it comes in the price of the venue so um I was gonna do that I didn't really have particulars I mean let me see for the reception I wanted a brunch reception but I'm Caribbean and I know my family was gonna have it um but now wedding wise I honestly just want to go like I still want to get married in the garden I want it a little bit more intimate but I'm kind of debating on what type of reception I want should I have two receptions should I have like a dinner so my family could eat because, you know, we're Caribbean at the end of the day. And then, like, go out downtown with our f- close friends or intimate friends and just go partying for the rest of the night. I just want to, like, just be really close with, like, my, my family and friends and not do anything too crazy or fancy. So you have it planned. <laughs> I guess it's planned. I mean, there's a plan, but, you know... When we were on Pinterest, we had details, and I really don't have details like that. Yeah, it was more like an image board. Yeah. How much would you spend on your wedding, though? Um, it's funny that you asked that, because I was literally, while you were talking, I was thinking in my head, like, I was going to ask you if your partner was just like, you know, we don't have that much money, we gotta, we kind of got to fake it till we make it type of thing, like... How would you feel about that? But to answer your question first, I feel like 
I would spend whatever my partner, my partner and my budget allowed. So I have no idea how much I would spend on my wedding because I'm not getting married. So I don't, and I don't have a partner. I don't know what our budget is. But literally, my wedding will be tailored to what our budget for the wedding allows. And I would be Bro. perfectly fine with that. I'm frugal as, like, I will go bargain hunting. I will hand make, DIY, like, everything. Well, I don't know necessarily low. that I'm so frugal versus that I'm just... I'm not the type of girl that's going to explode if I don't have, um, you know, like, oh, my God, we can't do this and live extravagantly. Like, that's not necessarily going to break me because I put love before, like, anything. I kind of think I'm a hopeless romantic. So if I'm in love and I'm getting married, bump the wedding. I don't if we don't have one. We don't have one. Like, I'm mostly concerned about our marriage. So the wedding comes second to that for sure. Now, my ring. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, it cannot be a Cardi B ring. I'm sorry, Cardi B ring is probably great for her. Very bold, like she is. Just that is just too much for life for me. That's like way too big. Oh no! I mean, I was just gonna. I was being slightly Extra. funny. <laughs> Yeah, slightly funny, but um, cause you know some some women actually are embarrassed of their ring. So. I would have to say I kind of was one of them, and I know a lot of the times like people are like, "Oh, the ring doesn't matter. The ring doesn't matter." Now it wasn't the size; it was <laughs> no, it really wasn't the size. It was me talking about what type of rings I liked, and I gave like. And they weren't subtle hints. You know how women, like, give subtle hints. No, I was like, oh, this looks so nice. This is so pretty. And I'm very, like, awkward and, ex like, not extravagant, but very awkward and just, like, I like different things. So I was more into, like, the old Victorian vintage kind of stuff. And, um, yeah, and that was not, my ring was not old vintage or Victorian. So I was a little disappointed. But at the end of the day, a ring is a ring is a ring. Mm, no, I, <laughs> I, I don't care about what you spend on the ring. But if I don't like the style of my ring, um, we're gonna talk about this. I can't look at my hand every day and be like, "This is an ugly fucking ring." Like, I can't do that. I can't do that. I'm sorry, babe. I love you. And my husband, if he's my husband, he understands. He will not be offended by this at all because I don't feel like I'm going to marry someone who is going to deny me being true and real about how I truly feel about certain things. And it's not, like I said, the amount or whatever. But uh -huh. if I have to look at my hand and I just don't aesthetically like my ring, that's going to be a problem. How am I going to look at my hand every day and I just don't like the ring? It's not that I'm saying it's too cheap. It's so ugly. I just need to like it. Agreed. Yeah, totally so I definitely agreed. want a ring that I like. And I feel yes. like, and with rings, I've always been very simple. Like, the rings on Pinterest, when we used to, like, look at this stuff, like, daily, um, <laughs> it, it was always very simple. It was just, like, a band and a stone. Like, that. the very simple, like, I think traditional old school, in my mind, for me, ring, where literally a band and a stone, like, I could, I could float with that. <laughs> you just don't need to, I just don't. Give me a ring I don't like. If you, I'm gonna say yes if I want to marry you, but we're talking about the ring after for sure. I'm like, hey, <laughs> what the hell? Who helped you pick this out? <laughs> now, speaking of finances, do you think dowry still exists though? I have no idea. I don't know. I don't think I care. <laughs> oh, you don't? I don't know. For like, I, but do you think your dad would like pay for your wedding? Yeah, he told me he was when I was like younger isn't it tradition that the wife's um father pays for the it is tradition yes okay. <laughs> i feel like for some reason and i don't know this is something that i'm gonna have to reflect on more internally but marriage and weddings they don't appeal to me anymore at all and i've noticed that about myself like when I used to hear someone be like, oh, I'm married or, you know, I'm playing my wedding. It used to give me a much different feeling than what I get now when I hear those things. I don't know why. I just, I don't know. I feel like, a, like it's taken for granted, like, lately. So it's very hard for 
for me, at least in my opinion, is like, oh, um, normally when people are like, oh, I'm engaged and married, I mean, the whole 2018 Christmas and New Year's engagement stuff, like, I was like, damn, left and right, well, I didn't get engaged, but it's like, I just don't, I don't know, I don't feel that, I'm trying to think of a word, I don't feel like it's genuine anymore, I feel like it's for a show. I don't feel like it's genuine anymore either, but not for the same reason, probably, because I don't think it's for a show, because I know that guys that I would have a conversation with right now, if I'm like, if I was, if I were to ask them, are you going to propose to so-and-so, you know, I get a lot of like, no, I don't know, like, you know what I mean? So it's not like I feel like there's a whole lot of guys out there that are willing to go to the extent of purchasing a ring, scheduling an engagement and all of that just for show. Now, a woman might do that. If we, if we were scheduling those things and we had control of the engagement, oh, you're getting engaged. Ball out. <laughs> um, we, we, we may do a three-part engagement where we do it on February um, 14th. We might do a little bit of Easter. You might get another car down the road. It might end in a shebang at the end of the year. Like, <laughs> we might just, Oh, my goodness. Really, I just think that women were extra in that way. So if we were in charge of it then absolutely things will be for show. Are there men out there who probably do things for show as well? Yeah, probably, but I just, I'm talking just an experience from, like, guys that I've had conversations with. I don't think they're doing it for show for uh, social media purposes, but I do feel like they are not as legit as they should be, meaning I think that some guys are proposing because they really do want to be with that woman, but they're not ready to be a husband, you think they're pressured no. by the person they're dating? No, I don't think they're even pressured. I just think that I just think that they think they're ready and they're not. Hmm. Like I feel like if you give certain circumstances to that same guy or his wife wasn't readily available to him or any, you know, just something that out of the norm of what their comfort is of being in a relationship. I don't think they would still take that same step. Because I just feel like, you know, you already know. Like, for me, like I said, hopeless romantic and obviously very spiritual person. So when I get married, there's like, there has to be some super deep connection between me and that person to where we are both strong individuals, but so completely committed to each other to where our family weathers many storms not one storm but I mean many and we are still honoring each other respecting each other etc so I just feel like today's marriages that I see if I I just in my head feel like well if you guys were to go through a storm or two would you still be married and I just feel like no yeah, I completely understand. It's kind of having like that, you know, that surface level love or like superficial yeah. kind of love. But like, even though you say and you know in your heart you love that person, yeah. but like, what if this, that, and the third happened? Could yeah. you do this together? You may love them and you may really want to start a family with them. You may think that, hey, this is the one. I, I really like her. We've jobbed together for so long and I'm going to put a ring on her finger, but I just don't feel like those men that are proposing are ready and I feel like the woman isn't gonna say no because you're like oh my god it's me I've been chosen and I've been proposed to so even that's what we wait all our lives for (laughs) sometimes so I feel like yeah if you have someone on one knee in front of you and you love them very much and you think that you also want to be with them you will say yes but I feel like naturally let me just talk about cheating (laughs) hmm I just feel like naturally women are more um, ready in that department to be with one person, obviously, than the man. And because I, because honestly, just throwing it out there when I'm talking about those relationships, I do feel like cheating. I feel like if you try a guy who's married, he may bite because mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Like especially if they've done it in the relationship. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Just marriage, weddings, the proposals, all that just kind of go over my head right now. Because I am more so looking for that person that I just really connect with. Because I do feel like I'm ready to be in a relationship. But I just am not sacrificing any part of me to be in a relationship anymore. So I can't just date anyone or talk to anyone. But Mm -hmm. do you feel... Mm -hmm. I already know the answer to this. (laughs) Uh, Do you feel like... 
feel your partner should ask your parents for your hand in marriage. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I'm not marrying you if you don't ask my dad for my hand. Now, what if this person doesn't have, like, any parents? Huh? Like, you know, if they passed away or something, like, do you feel like that person should ask, like, the person who actually raised them? Or oh, somebody, like, mean, close like, so, to them? Oh, girl, you, Sorry. you threw me off. So you mean, like, if a guy's proposing to a woman and yeah. the woman doesn't have any parents? Living parents, yeah. Living parents? <laughs> she did, she's like, they're dead. Um... <laughs> Oh, Does no, she have a brother that she's very close to? This I is guess the thing. So. Okay, you so feel like they should ask like a sibling or an aunt or something. No, this is the thing. When you when you say, should you ask for the the most important person in your life? We'll just call them that. Mm, got it for their hand in marriage. Okay, if you don't if you don't have any important people in your life, it's not gonna be like well, tap 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 foot like. Well, I have no important people. Guess I'm never getting married because you can't ask anybody for me. <laughs> like, of course not. <laughs> but do I think it's something... Let me tell you this. There is going to be something so attractive to me for a man who's in my life to step to my father and ask him, dead, like, bold-eyed, hey, I want to marry your daughter. Can I have her hand? Like, you just, in my life, that has to happen. It has to happen. Why? Because my father, literally, he's that guard over me. He's the, He is literally the guard over me. So, yeah, you're going to you're gonna absolutely have to ask him if you can have me. That's just how I look at it. You, that, it's a respect thing. To me, it's an orderly thing. So, I feel like that point of reference, it'll shift from my father to my husband, so, I mean, I know a lot of people are probably like, God, come on, like, that's so old. But I'm just answering from what I know to be true for me. And I think not only is that just a respect thing between the two men to take care of that and squash that out, um, but to me, that is so damn sexy. Oh, yeah, you, you got you to ask my mom. You have to ask my mom. Like, my mom is my everything. So if my mom doesn't know... I'm, that's going to be the first thing I ask you if you propose to me. Did you talk to my mom? <laughs> you know what? It's so funny that you say that. It's so funny that you say that. Because I was always thinking, like, what if someone comes and proposes and you don't know if they had the conversation yet? You're going to stop the proposal? Are you going to stop the proposal? Yes! No, listen. I'm just dropping hints. I've actually done that with my ex. He already knows the answer to that question because I, dro- I dropped hints. I was like... You know what, if you ever propose, or I would just say, like, you know, if I ever got married, you know, my dad is so important to me, he would have to be the one to, like, you know, give approval. Like, I just made some type of hint, like, think, like, please no if you do that. And then I would expect my dad to call me and be like, hey, you know, something, I don't know, something. I need to know ahead of time, but I can't stop the proposal. Oh, I'm going to stop it. I mean, it's not going to be stopping it. It's before I say yes, I'm going to ask you, did you ask my mom? So you mean to tell me, okay, okay, go with me. You are in this beautiful garden. You guys are on an out-of-state trip. All of a sudden, you turn around or you look around and your mom is standing there. Your sisters are there. The twins are there. Everyone's looking dressed up and pretty. You turn back around and your man, who you are madly in love with, is on his knee. And you mean to tell me you're going to be like, did you ask my mom? Yeah. Bullshit. I call it. I will definitely ask that. I'm calling bullcrap. Okay. I'm calling bullcrap. <laughs> I can see you right. Yes! <laughs> Start crying. No. I can see all of that. Please. And then if yeah. I even, if I would, if knowing me, if I were there, I'd be like, so Cassie, did, did you ask him first if he asked your mom? Bray, shut up! <laughs> <laughs> that may or may not be the possibility at that time. <laughs> but we're not going to discuss me at this moment. I just got divorced. <laughs> so what? <laughs> I'm not getting remarried anytime soon. So did anyway. you ask your ex-husband when he proposed? Nah, I was a whole hot mess. <laughs> I learned my lesson. I'm just, I'm just kind of talking out of... 
what I learned and moving forward. <laughs> oh, gotcha. Well, yeah, because, I mean, I think that, too, if a guy asked my father, my father told him, yeah, go ahead and do it. Like, how can you turn him down after that? <laughs> I mean, you got right. the approval from dad. All I right. just needed to make sure. <laughs> Okay, so we kind of already talked about how we felt about proposals on social media, but let's say if you, if someone proposed to you and clearly was advertising it on social media, how would you feel? Would you feel like it's less validated? No, I don't think so. Honestly, to turn around, in my opinion, I feel like guys have so much pressure now because all these social media like proposals are starting to get really creative and really elaborate and i feel like there's so much pressure on them for that and i don't think it's going to be less validated i mean if somebody wants to post it up i guess so that's a memory i guess i can share with everybody faster but i mean i'm still going to say yes now if somebody proposed to me who i didn't want them to propose to me <laughs> And that's on social media, and I say no. Now, let me see. Would I say no immediately? I think that's really hard because I don't want to be like, I don't want to say yes for the camera, but I may have to say yes for the camera, and then we're going to have a conversation. You know what? I feel like um, some men, they don't propose unless they know they're going to get a yes. You think so? Absolutely. Absolutely. I've never heard of that before, but yeah, I mean, the there's man, logic behind it. Listen, we're going to have to follow that up with um, our segment with you know who, who we'll name later. We'll <laughs> ask, we'll ask because I'm telling you, I feel like men are not going to propose. They're not going to go through the depths of trying to get a ring, all of that, just to be like, I don't know if she will say yes, and I don't know if she'll say no. They always feel like they're going to get a yes. I promise you. What was I just listening to? I, I don't I don't know exactly, but um, I want to say it's E&O podcast, but the guy was like, if I propose... And you say, no, we're going to go outside and talk about this, and we're going to come back and try it again. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Oh, so you're going you're gonna to do it twice? <laughs> oh, hold up. So you, what you mean, no, 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 hold up. Let's go out and talk about this. And you want to know why? Because he thinks he's going to get a yes. He thinks that you guys are in a place where you're absolutely going to marry him. Like, I feel like the guys, when they when they prepare to propose, in their minds, they're like, she's been waiting for this for forever. They have no inkling or even thought of, I'm at, I'm going to go ahead and shoot my shot because I really want her. They're more, more so like, I'm about to make her happy today. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and let her know that I'm ready to settle down. Like, they've been chosen already. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Was I really the only one who thought like that? No, I mean, like, I, did, I didn't really think that in depth about it. But when you're saying it out loud, yeah, you're right. Completely yeah. right. I mean, there's total logic to it. Yeah, exactly. I promise you. We'll do a poll. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Like, we'll say, fellas, will you propose if you feel like, like, how sure do you have to be on a scale from 1 to 10? We can put it like that, that you're, that you're going to get a yes when you propose. I guess men have a harder time dealing with rejection, so I feel like it's all going to be 10. <laughs> Listen, I okay, the thing is the proposal isn't when the when the man proposes and they say, "Will you marry me?" I don't feel like be, coupled with what I just said, they're actually choosing us. Like I feel like they already know that they've been chosen and then they're just <laughs> basically letting you know that all right, yeah, I like you. We we can do the whole marriage thing. We could do this. Let's do this. Yeah. And just like, what have we been talking about this entire, like, recording? We've been saying that women wait for this. We're waiting for this. We're waiting for this. So anytime we date someone, um, I guess I would have to pose the question, really, but just broadly speaking, anytime we date someone um, that you've been with for a year or more, I'm going to just throw that out there because I'm thinking about myself because I'm always in, like, 
very long relationships. Some people date and they just actually date for like a shorter period of time and they're just having fun. But if you if in that relationship when you're serious and someone proposes, will you ever say no? What are the deal breakers? Depends. What are the deal breakers? Then why are you dating them? Convenience. <laughs> I, I'm not even gonna get into that. I'm just. <laughs> I was just throwing it out there. No, Anyways. I know. This is good because it shows, like, the two different mindsets of a woman. Because you know how I am, just, like, one-track brain, kind of, like, when it comes to relationships and dating and all of that. And you have a, what do we call it, liberal, you know? Progressive. Progressive thought process when it comes to dating. So, hey, I get that, too, what you're saying. You're like, no, actually, yeah, I'm dating you, but... I have no intentions of ever being serious with you. So that means you know there's going to be a start and a, a stop to that relationship. Me, I'm like, if I'm dating you, it's because I like you. And I'm trying to see if we'll be a, we would be a good fit. And if we're not doing that, I don't have time for you. Oh, my God. That brought me to... Oh, my God. Did you watch the new Black Mary yet? The new Black Mary? Mira, I ask you this every time, and you <laughs> you always forget what I tell you. No. Black, black Mirror. <laughs> no. Okay, well, I don't want to ruin the entire episode, but watch the new season of Black Mirror, and there's an episode about this gadget that actually puts you up on dates when it's time for you to start dating for like the rest of your life and it tells you the expiration dates on who you're with and you have to stay with that person until that expiration date expires so it may be either 24 hours or five years and you actually have to live in the same area with them till the expiration date you know expires so not saying anything else other than that but go watch it it was pretty dope and kind of creepy and that would be scary if life actually has to come to that i wish i had a gadget that would limit me to two months (laughs) you don't date you you go into a relationship exactly that's a whole that's a whole nother podcast (laughs) okay so i do have another serious question when it comes to marriage Mm -hmm. so um i know we discussed about time ticking about being married Um, And it's kind of different for us because we already have children. But um, do you think marriage is driven by children? Sometimes. Or having children? Yeah, absolutely. I absolutely feel like it is. Sometimes. Not always. Um, But I do feel like it is sometimes. And I'll use myself as an example. So, like, prior to um, finding out that I was pregnant, I had always said, like, if we were on a good page then we're not getting married. Because I can't bring myself to, like, look at someone on one knee in front of me and not feel that spark, that connection that, like, I want to, like, have you pick me up and we kiss for, like, a very long time after this and I just love you so much and we're going to go have fun after this. If that doesn't exist there, I can't marry you. But there was um, extra effort put towards let me work in this relationship to understand you and your inner working. Let me be slower to get angry. Like it was that type of thing. And ultimately trying to work on a relationship a little bit more. Cause now we have a kid and the ultimate goal would have been marriage. I don't know if that makes sense, but yes, no, that completely makes sense. Yeah. Um, but because you know, in your situation where you have the child first, I know a lot of people are with the whole the right way of doing things, quote unquote, um, where their time is ticking, but they're waiting to get married in order to have children. So I know a lot of women are like, "Let me just get married really quick so I can have some babies." So I just, it's kind of like. It's hard to just say, okay, that's the right way to do things now because people are doing things differently. And whether you have kids first or kids after, I just think it's all about how you handle things and about who the partner you actually choose. So even if you have kids first, you have to make sure you're choosing the right partner and make sure he is worthy of marriage material maybe along the line somewhere or he's just a great person in general. Yeah, I get that. I think. 
<laughs> I know it's just different for us because, yeah, no, well, I was married, but you weren't married first. You you had a child first, so you catered after you got after you got pregnant. You kind of catered your way into you know being more patient with him and uh, you know trying to work towards the relationship um, to have those you know marriage goals versus doing that prior to having the kid. Wait, sorry, say that again. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Like I'm stating, like it's different for you because you had the child first, mm-hmm. and then once you got pregnant, you kind of catered yourself to better your relationship with the father of your child to ultimately have that goal of marriage versus doing um, having a better relationship, working toward the goals of marriage prior to having your kid. Well, I mean, okay, sorry, I thought that's what you were saying, but for some reason, I kept getting turned around. But I think that. Yeah, I, th- we were working towards marriage before, before, but I think that there was a completely different perspective that I had after becoming a mother, just growing in that area, period, and definitely not wanting um, something as a simple fight or some foolishness to be the factor of you know, constant arguing or even, or an eventual breakup. So my priorities um, completely shifted. But I definitely don't think that I could have been so untrue to myself to have gotten married to someone that I know it wasn't going to work because we had a kid. But there was definitely more effort put towards refocusing energy, refocusing what's important to argue about, what's important to address. Like, in the past... I'd say probably any time he ever raised his voice or had an attitude, oh, I'm matching your voice right now. I'm raising my voice right now. It was actually so much better um, because I saw that aside from being in a relationship and the whole um, aspect of being a new parent, just handling conflict in the way of not responding to um an anger, you know, is someone being angry or yelling with the same type of response was just a, a better situation holistically, period, if that makes sense. More of, like, a maturity kind of thing is, you know, instead of being, like, oh, I'm, you know, you raise your voice, I'm going to raise my voice, too. It's, like, let me just, you know, be the bigger person here in order to save our relationship or make things work so then we can have a better understanding. But do you think that marriage is driven by having kids or no? Um... In my opinion, and I, even though, like, I've been there, done that, I still think, like, the circle that, the circles that I'm in and how I still think, I still think, oh, I keep saying that a lot, sorry, I still believe that after marriage, like, marriage is going to be one goal then the ultimate goal is to have kids raise those kids and then just be a happy family so I think it's driven in that way where marriage comes first and then have kids wait what (laughs) okay so the way that you're thinking that marriage is driven by kids is a, a complete opposite of what I'm thinking is more so that people are wanting to get married in order to have children so i think that is like so completely opposite of how the world is going i know that's what i'm saying but that's the old way of how the world is going and that's kind of like how i feel on it though (laughs) okay so you think people are more people now are getting married so that they can have kids no, I'm not saying that people in general, I'm saying in my opinion, mm-hmm. how I feel about it mm-hmm. is that I still feel that marriage should come first and then have children. But I also have been around a circle of people that still feel that old traditional way of where they want to be married first in order to have children. Well, I mean, did you feel that way like with your marriage like okay I need to be absolutely married first before I have kids I wanted to I always wanted to but well, I think a lot of people want to that. everyone wants like the, the date the proposal the marriage the kids the white picket fence the dog 
I think everyone wants that order, and usually everyone works towards that order. But like for me, when I'm when I think about the question, is it driven by having kids? I get what you're saying, where some people are probably like, "Oh my God, let me hurry up this process. I want to get married because I want to start having children." But it's also kind of laughable at the same time when I think about that statement too. So I'm not really sure where I feel about that in particular, but just like personally did you do you did you feel like when you had the twins okay i have to get married because i need to have kids i'm having kids oh yeah i did i was like i i want my children to have that perfect family that's what i wanted and that's how i felt i was like i had to get married and which is kind of like more of my downfall because you know i just i was such an optimistic thinker i'm like okay whatever whatever we whatever storm comes our way we'll we'll get over it we'll do it we'll you know, we're together, we're going to be married, we're going to be able to handle everything. And that's just not a way of thinking about it. Because obviously, so what would you have done if you didn't propose, though? Um, I'd, I'd probably if I if it was me now, back then, I'd probably say no. No, no, no. I mean, like, so if you were faced with a situation where he didn't propose, then what would you what would you have done? Because, like, I think that people think, like, marriage, um, and I think I used to think the same thing till I heard someone say that this the person that you are before the ring is, you're going to be that same exact person after the ring, after you Bro. sign the paper. So I no... didn't hear that until after I got married. If I would have heard that before I got married... I would have never got married. <laughs> exactly. So that's what I'm saying. I think people automatically think that marriage is like this transforming like thing. Like you're going to go into this hyper being and come out like, no. Guilty. Guilty as charged because that was totally me. Exactly. Which is why that's that mind. Who, who did it? Who did it? We did an episode about this. I feel like. Um, as young children, we talked about how we used to see like Cinderella and being rescued by a prince and all these things that are constantly bombarded, that we're constantly bombarded with. So we think that marriage is like this superhuman natural phenomenon or some crap. I don't know. But I have a more realistic view of marriage. Literally, to me, marriage now is a document. Oh, yeah. So I, I've deduced it from this whole lavish thing and this transforming of humans and couples and I've deduced it to from that to literally a page or two or three that you sign so to me everything and anything else that's going on around that paper has to be perfect for it to be a marriage that I want or I'm thinking of in my mind totally because um I see I didn't get that until after <laughs> Anyways, so I wanted to thank you guys for tuning into our marriage or before <laughs> I do issues. But no, but seriously, like, honestly, the takeaways from this is mind boggling. You have somebody who hasn't been married before and has a different outlook of marriage and isn't like completely just, oh, my God, in love with the idea in love with everything. And then me, on the other hand, prior to being divorced before I was actually engaged and married I was literally that woman that was like everything's gonna be great fine and dandy cupcakes and rainbows as soon as we get married it should be fine we'll work through anything and that wasn't the case um and I wish it was but I do have a different outlook on it. I'm still a hopeless romantic when it comes to that. I, I still say all when people get engaged and, you know, get married. It's like it warms my heart to see true happiness when I do see it. So I'm not completely against marriage. It's just I think a little bit different now. Quick cl closing question. Um, I thought about this earlier. I didn't ask. So if you were to meet that perfect person, and just give me a yes or no. Okay, so if you were to meet that, per you were to meet that perfect person, you guys have, like, no problem. I mean, everything is perfect. Everything you think of in a marriage. But the person doesn't want to legally get married. Yes or no? Yes. Yes! Okay, awesome. <laughs> That's Wait, what did I just say yes to? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you just got married. No. <laughs> Wait, you said they don't want to I know, be that was a joke. So you were saying yes to the relationship, even though it's not contractually bound by a piece of paper. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Still it's married, yes. same thing. <laughs> same lavishness, no paper. And if you stay with them long enough based on your state, so you're automatically you married. <laughs> <laughs> How long is that anyway? Like seven I think years? Florida is like seven to ten years or something. Oh, I was that crap is expensive. So before you go spend your money, like really like think about that. <laughs> Ridiculous. Thank you guys for tuning into yet another episode of Hot Mess Mom. Again, please visit us at Hot Mess Mom underscore podcast on our IG account. Again, ask questions if you have concerns, if you have an idea, if you want to come visit us, that would be great as well. Um, we also have our email account at hotmessmompodcast at gmail.com. Remember, we are on Stitcher, Google Play, Apple iPod, and SoundCloud. Thank you again. Bye. See ya.